Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And I have one of my very close cousins with me today. She's actually Svi, who I've had on the show before, youngest sister. And I'm going to let her introduce herself now. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Nadiva. I'm very honored to be on Fuzzy's podcast. I've been waiting a very long time. Um, big fan. And yeah, I can't wait. Uh, okay, great. So um, my first question is going to be, before we get into the camp you work with and all disabilities, I just want to ask your reaction about me, what you would like me having early. And yeah, so let's get into it. My first question is going to be, what was your reaction to when, you know, you found out, like, I don't know, you were young at the time, right? So when you found out we were born early, what was your reaction? Were you like, oh, I'm excited, Anthony, I was having the babies, or you were like, what, because what, you were three, three or four, so what were you thinking at that time? Yeah, I was probably around four, Um, so I don't really remember having any, like, specific thoughts, um, because I was so young, Um, but I do remember your breasts um because that was also it was later right because you guys couldn't do it right away um and I remember being really excited that I had twin cousins and I could not tell you guys apart for a very long time um and then I was very grateful that you had your implants because that was one that was one way we knew who was Leslie and who was yeah. Gabby um so my next question is gonna be after you said you were very young so you couldn't remember anything but how long did it like take the process that I had film gloss like what was your action were you like Wait, so we can't hear what we like, doesn't need sign language. What was your reactions on that? I remember finding it a little difficult to communicate because, you know, when pe- the way people learn how to talk is by hearing. And I remember when you were younger, um, you you're you weren't always so clear because it was harder for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do remember being a little like frustrated, like, why doesn't he understand what I'm saying? Um or why don't I understand what he's saying? Um, especially because I was so young. Yeah. Um, but then I remember learning how to kind of get what it wasn't. I mean, you never use sign language, but learning how to like communicate with you in different ways, and also learning how to understand what you were saying. Um, but it did take me a little while to kind of process it all. Yeah. Great. Um. So now my, so as we mentioned before, um, what you said it was how to communicate. So what did you do to help? Were, were you with like your mom, I'm making it to me. Did she help you? Were you with Safdi? How how do you communicate? Yeah, I remember your mom um, helped for sure. Um, and just as using other ways of communicating other than words, you know, pointing objects, like nodding your head um, until I became old enough to, to really like have the patience um, to listen. And then eventually, you know, you work through it and you, and now like, you know, you can speak very well. So eventually yeah. it all worked out, but yeah, definitely like your mom and my mom, um, helped a lot when we were younger. Okay. So, um, my next question is, how do you feel of my hearing? Are you, uh, how do you feel of my hearing? Are you like, oh, cause he's lucky. He can take off his implants at night and he doesn't hear the noise. Or are you like, oh, it can be hard to hear. Like what, what do you, what do you, what is it to you? Like advantages or disadvantages? I think, I really appreciate how much you've had to put an effort to do things that I take for granted. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely see that. And I definitely see how you've taken this thing that most people would see as, you know, something that mm-hmm. is difficult and it's a challenge and you've turned it into something that you use to connect with people and you have your podcast and you have, and you are able to reach out and like discuss with your family, all these different 
amazing conversation. So I really admire you for that. Um, and I'm sure, you know, at night you don't want to listen to anyone. That's probably yeah. also really fun. And the, your Bluetooth, that is really cool. Also, I that, saw that. That's really, but it's the same thing as you guys. You have AirPods, but like right. I all the time. So I'm never worried about them lose, getting lost. Right, so. right. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So my next question before we go on to about can you look at, what is your point of view to hearing loss? Like I, I, you don't work hearing loss or anything, but like when you had this project on hearing loss, or if you like, you know, if you ever mention me because of my hearing loss, like, what is your point of view? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's cochlear implants, it's fine. Do you think of sign language? What do you think of when you hear hearing loss? I think of, um, like, different ways of communication and how, you know, um, I know we're not, we're not really getting into camp, but I think camp has also taught me that there's more than one way um, to hear and to speak. We can talk about that a little more later. Um, and just, like, how people can adapt um yeah okay great um lovely answer anyway now we're gonna get on to the camp you look at so the first question i'm gonna ask is to the audience can know what camp do you work at how long have you been working there and what disabilities like do you work with? so i work at um kayla's children's center um kcc it's a center for children um with disabilities um in toronto and camp, it, the camp is officially called camp 18 um, I've been working there since 2019, so this is going to be my ooh, fourth, it's my fourth summer. Yeah. Um, and I work with a various type of disabilities. I don't always know what each of the children individually struggles with, and it's usually more than just one thing. Um, but a lot of them, it's sometimes it's like, um, behavioral and developmental disorders, like autism, ADHD. Um, some of them have like anxiety, um, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. One of them actually I've worked with has cochlear implants, um, among other. Yeah. No way. We're going to talk about it. Um, is it, do you know what you're going to get? Like for at my dad's kind of like super weight camps, they don't know what they're going to get, how many kids, what age field, like did it tell you before what, what kids you're going to get? What's the school yeah. trick did you tell you before? Yeah. So I actually just had a meeting, um, for about camp last night, um, where I got my bunk, um, and the I'm head of I'm a room head so I'm head of a whole bunk so the room heads will call the parents and we'll also speak to teachers who work with the kids during the school year so we don't necessarily always know exactly what they have but we know a lot of their behaviors and a lot of their capabilities going into camp if we don't know them already um amazing so my next question is going to be to what you mentioned what is it like to work with some to like to be a counselor or a mentor with someone who has hearing loss when you have a cousin of young do you like are you like, okay, I have experience because he has hearing loss. I know if he's going to be frustrated or are you like, I think this should be fine. I know, like, what do you, how do you take it? Is it like as experience or something new? Um, I think it's something new because all kids are different Um, and they're much younger, the kids that I work with than, than you are now. Um, But I definitely feel like I have a little bit of an advantage. just like what I spoke about earlier like Eva you there um so he doesn't have he's not the one with implants but it is harder for him to talk so I find it really grateful that I have the experience because I can understand him a little better than maybe some other people can and then the kid with um with implants I definitely felt like I had an advantage in just knowing what it's kind of like for them um secondhand to have the implants especially because this this kid is so young um 
So yeah, there's obviously something new with every kid, but I definitely was grateful for the background that I had with specific, specifically with these kids where it's harder to communicate with them. Amazing. So my next question is going to be, what is it like to work with kids with disabilities? Because as like, I'm sure when you started, you were told that they have these type of disabilities and that you might have to be a little bit patient. It's like, I work with kids who made a So I know I have to be patient with them, but it's just like, they don't have any disabilities or anything. I just have to be patient with them and teach them a little language. What is it like for you? Because you have to be patient and you have to know what they need. And you said some of them like, it steals some behavior issues. So what do you, what like if someone does a, they get upset or something, what do you do? Do you calm them down? Do you give them what they want? What is it like for you? Um, it depends on the kid, depends on the situation. Um, you never, you never give in to their, no matter how angry or frustrated they may get, because then they learn that they can just freak out and then get what they want. Um, but it's also just about knowing that it's not that they're bad kids or that they're mean or that they're doing this on purpose. It's just that the way that that they're they perceive the world in a yeah. completely different way than I do um, and that people who are neurotypical well. So it's just about kind of learning their perspective and understanding what they want. Um, a lot of times I find that if I just sympathize with them, be like, I understand like that's really difficult. Um, what can we do to fix it? A lot of times they're able to regulate themselves um and calm down but every kid has their own um pro like process and their own program um that we know to implement but I would say in general yeah it's about like knowing their perspective and the way they see the world is different from mine and to be patient and to work with them and not to work with the way I want them to be but how they are yeah totally so my next question is going to be have you worked with anyone with hearing loss like I know you mentioned you have a camper with hearing loss and it's like a kid, but have you worked with anyone in hearing loss in the program, like a counselor or staff member, like anyone with hearing loss or no? Like you're I, don't the only I don't think I've ever, yeah, I don't think I've ever worked with a, a counselor with hearing loss, just with the campers. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, great. So you've mentioned the way you work with your campers and you have to understand the perspectives, but do you have like any routines or any special like skills or do you just like that you just start off the day and they're like the even though they have disabilities they're still like normal kids you start off the day and do you do like soak time what do you how do you work with them yeah they love their routine um and they feel comfortable and they know what's coming so I always in the morning I write the schedule like on the whiteboard so they know exactly what to expect from the day and then we do circle time depends on like which kids I'm with um sometimes we'll do like um we'll do morning circle I'll I'll both the schedule with them. I'll ask them if they have any questions. Um, and then we'll start the day with like whatever our first activity is. Um, yeah, but they love their routine for sure. Yeah. Routines are like what's the best, you know, like night routine, a day routine. So I can't believe these type of kids. I can see this like a routines help them. Yeah. So my last question is gonna be: how do you help those with feeling lost or any other disabilities like autism, ADHD, down syndrome? How do you help them? Well, I think the biggest thing is giving them independence because when you have a disability, and I'm sure you can relate to this, yeah, it, it gives you, you're less autonomous. You're less able to actualize your own potential because you, yeah. you're struggling in some way, whether you can't hear people properly, whether you can't process what they're saying. Um, so it's giving them the tools and the skills that they need in order to thrive on their own. Um, so that could be sitting for 15 minutes and waiting for them to tie their own shoe instead of tying it. For the, like instead of you tying it for them so it's just learning how to give them 
um, independence and how to actualize themselves as the people that they are. Yeah. Um, I also just add to this question. Um, do you have anyone that helps you like your accounts? I don't know about like what for regular camps, the story camps, there's counselor, like co counselor partner. Do you have anyone that helps you or you have like a whole bank? Yeah. Um, so there's like the head of, of camp, um, and then there's division heads. And so they're the support for like us, the room heads. And then I have counselors, um, that like I'm in charge of. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a whole hierarchy. Um, so there's definitely a lot of support. There are therapists. Um, and yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, that's the end of the interview. Thank you so much, Sio, for being on the podcast. I know you're really excited to be on it. And yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Chaz. It was so oh, fun. Was, this is amazing. I've never done an episode like this before about camp of disabilities. So I'm really excited. I'm really glad that we did this. Thank you for being on the podcast again, Diva. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Because um I'll drop, I'll make sure to let you guys know about Divas Camp. I'll put down the link. You'll send me the link, right? Because yeah. check it out. Okay. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening.